0: The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, torg
1: What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, at Roldus. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, man. Episode 47, man. 47, the Phil Ford episode. I mean, I don't know for how long. I mean, I'm sure with Aguero gone, it, it would make sense that he becomes the number 10. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah, and well speaking of we'll we'll definitely get into numbers, uh, this episode, but but yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean um yeah, no, that's crazy. It's just crazy to think forty seven episodes. We're like three episodes away, three weeks away from our fiftieth episode. And to be honest, not that far along from our, our one year. And so
0: well no, that's what I was I was telling a friend of mine. I was like, We we're already gonna record episode forty seven. And I was like, let's say, okay, let's say 52, 52, weeks in the year. So technically our 52nd episode would be the one year.
1: Yeah. The one year episode.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so it's not far off, man. It's not far it's off.
1: not man. And honestly, like one of the things for like, cause I, I get people who ask me a lot about like podcasting and like, what's the trick about podcast? I don't know if there's like a trick or anything. I think it's just being consistent about it yeah like i mean obviously sound quality is important and content is important because obviously if you if you have a podcast where you know you don't necessarily know what you're talking about in the show not saying like if you have to be an expert on what you're talking on it's just it, it, there has to be like a consistent content like are you, you gonna like,
0: have a little you gotta have a little bit of ground on no, I mean, it uh, yeah a little
1: bit i mean if you're gonna do a podcast make sure you know what topic you want or, or if it's I mean, I know, like, for instance, I know some guys that have a podcast called The Highest Conversation. If you don't realize what the acronym for that is, is THC. Um, but <laughs> so these guys, like, literally, they go in and they just talk random ass shit. Like, That's literally what their podcast consists of. But they go in with asserted, like, OK, this is really what the topic is going to be for this episode. where We're going to, you know, go on this long tangent about, but there's still some... Like there's still, uh, uh, I guess, a format, if you will. Like there's still a topic in mind, but you know they know that their podcast, it, for for all they know, they can go way off the wall and literally go away from the conversation. But that's the whole point of their conversation, because literally it's the highest combo. So, but uh, but I think like the, the the that's like the main thing. The main thing is making sure that you have what you're gonna talk about. But the other thing is just being consistent on it. If you're you can't take breaks, you know. Like, I, especially if you're just starting, I think that's just anything in general. Like, if you want to do a YouTube channel or if you want to try to be a, a a Twitch, you know, streamer, like you just have to be consistent with it. I think consistency and content are like the two big things for podcasting. And I mean, I'm not. We're not sitting here acting like we're experts because you know we're we're not we're not what we want to be any yet. Anyways, we're we're improving each day, and I like where we're going. And I mean, we we've, we've made some big strides, especially this week. Oh, yeah. Probably having the biggest threat of our lives coming this week. Um, But it's about being consistent. And it's also just kind of growing your network. I think that's like the big thing. But it's just kind of just, you just got to be consistent with it because if you're, you could, you can miss one week and, and there, you know, there it goes, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, just it's like, uh, for example, I mean, even like you said, those Twitch streamers, sometimes they'll be like, hey, I'm going to take a break off of a week. And then they go on vacation or spend time with family or something's going on. They come back. They've already lost like hundreds of followers. They've already lost hundreds of subscribers. And just because they didn't show up that one day that they were supposed to be there, something happened, you know, and it's kind of, I guess you could say, kind of it's the same way with us in that way.
1: Definitely for sure. I think, I, I mean, in the event that me and Edward would like to like take a day off, We'll, or like a, at least a week off. I think we would definitely. Um, hopefully, by then we we've built up enough like moments in the podcast, or maybe even have like a little bit more. Kind of, I guess, what we did with uh, when you know, obviously, where the cold front happened. That was kind of unexpected. That, that, was, that, that was but crazy. Uh, maybe maybe something similar. Where we'll do like a rewind of some of our ep- of our of our interviews. You know, like if if we wanted to take a break, like maybe that would be our route to do but at the end of it all we would still try to push out some, something for you guys to have even if it's just a rewind like i mean the rewind honestly when i was listening like to our rewind um it was kind of cool to see how far we've gone with the interviews you know what i mean um like yep. the people that we've connected with and uh it's still kind of cool to me that we got Heath Pierce <laughs> in it in oh yeah but uh and even now we got freaking Glenn Davis like <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's just it's just a testament to what we we've been putting in work. Not only obviously not only you and me, but also Spencer, obviously, as we didn't forget about you. Uh, But I think I think for anything in general, man, it's just it's just staying on it and and making sure that that you're putting out a good product at the end of it all. Like if you're if you can like look at it and be happy with what you were able to do, I think that's like also the big part. I mean, you're, you're, you're always going to be your toughest critic. I think that's just anybody in general, but I mean, it's just, just making sure that you're constantly improving and, and, and trying to be, and always being consistent.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, with the, with the consistency, basically the quality of the content that you bring. And, um, you know, so as long as you have that, I think you can actually build yourself up, and like you said, the networking that helps out a lot too. So yeah, you know, we're we're out here, in, you know, the forty seventh episode of uh, giving pointers here for anybody who wants to jump
1: in. Yeah, I mean, like I, I said, we're we're not where we want to be yet. I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to say that, like, oh, let's let's give you guys some wisdom just for made it because we're nowhere near where we want to be.
0: <laughs> we got but a long way to go, bro.
1: We definitely got a long way to go, but I mean this is how it starts. It's, it's all how, I mean, not only, you can not, not only ask us that, but you can even ask the guys like on, on the Unhinged Sports Network, talk about the J-Dash show, uh, Far End of the Far End of the Bench is probably like the prime example of being consistent because these guys are always pushing out content. They, they've opened, I mean, you know, they've opened up to, to doing stuff on YouTube as well. I don't know if we're going to be there yet. But I mean, uh, maybe when we're, we're able to, to focus, we're trying to focus mainly on the podcasting part. YouTube maybe like record our, our episodes or like our actual like podcast recordings. so you guys can see our reactions, like our actual facial reactions, but that'll probably be a day when we actually have like a legitimate studio, <laughs> you know, and actually even- like a legitimate camera person, not, not, not so much one of us because we're not the editing types, you know, obviously Spencer's our <laughs> editor. So if you don't want to, we don't want <laughs> to go into un, un, unclaimed territory that we're definitely unaware of, but um, it, it's all in time, man. But it's, you know, like, Anybody can tell you, man, it's all about consistency. It's not just from us, but like even the guys from the Underhitty Sports Network. I think any podcast would even tell you the same thing. It's all about being consistent and staying on top of it.
0: Right. And um I mean how I mean, how else can you can you put it nicely? So I mean, I don't I don't really have much to add on to it. It's just um as long as you also have your following, you know, you always have to appreciate them you always have to appreciate the support. And then if you got somebody who's willing to help you as well, you know, kind of like how Kelsey did with us, you know, he, you know, we, we talked to him and he's a cool person. He's just fun to, fun to talk to.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. The people that you end up like talking to and, and it's, it's all about counting your blessings as well. You know, like I said, we're, we're trying to stay as humble as possible um, through all of this because, you know, we, we, like I said, like I've said it already before, we're, we're not where we want to be just yet. Uh, and that's probably the day we're probably finally kind when we know when we're there. We'll probably finally take a week off.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: but, uh, but for right now, we're, we're we're in the grinding process, and and right now we're we're at that stage where we're, we're doing this at home instead of in the studio. So, but we want to grow, and that's for sure. But anyways, man, or uh, you want to add anything else before we, we 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 start getting ready for this show?
0: Well, uh, to add on to your YouTube little spiel there, where that we may actually do it later on. Um, Maybe we might do one with our bloopers, you know? We've we had a lot of quite of those, and I want to say one person, you know, we got to thank for that one.
1: <coughs> you?
0: Pretty much.
1: <laughs> At least you're honest about that.
0: Hey, I'm being straight up, bro. Hey, No lie, no cap.
1: All right. Wow. <laughs> Tell me you're a dad without, t- without saying you're a dad. <laughs> no lie, no cap. <laughs> no lie, no, line, no ca- Is that what the cool kids are saying these days?
0: <laughs> Man, I picked it up from the people I play soccer with, so I, mean, I started picking oh, it up, yeah, and I was like, these "Damn people it!"
1: That you hang out with, I can't say They're anything, because like, I say "bro" a lot. I know that for sure, and it's also because I hung out with people like very much younger than me. Well, that's the
0: thing. Like even even they 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 um apparently "a" they, is a thing
1: now. A like hey, a, like, a, like, I, I, this guy that oh the I don't know. I I just know like, okay, so like this guy that I work with, um, for those of you who don't know, I don't work at a golf course anymore. I actually work at Target now. Um, This guy I work with, uh, I I think he called me speaking Spanish one day and he was like, oh, I didn't know you spoke Spanish. I was like, well, now you know. And then he's just like, "Uh, where where are you from? I was like, well, I'm from here, but my parents are from El Salvador. And then he goes, hey. And I was just like, uh, how old is this guy? He's like 23. Oh. Which is crazy to think, man. That's six, that's a six year difference. You know what I Well, maybe, okay, maybe you could say seven, depending like when, when he turned 20, when he, if he just turned 23, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Like, that's a six year difference, you know? Like, that's like, I feel like I'm, okay, maybe I can't really say I'm young anymore, but, but I mean, like, I feel, okay, 30 is young. I don't care what people say. Oh, 30, <laughs> you're officially old. No, 30 just means you're in like the good years where you shouldn't be fucking up anymore. But, <laughs> Pretty much. You didn't be fucking up anymore. Early thirties, you're still gonna fuck up. But I mean, like, you know, once you're kind of getting older, maybe you're a little bit more put together. Maybe you're kind of near at the end of your depth, but uh your depth, depth, your depth, yeah, at the end of your de- anyways. But <laughs> um, you know, like I was like, damn, that's like that's how big of an age gap we're in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just crazy. Uh like in college, when I was in college, man, I found out that live means cool. Like, yeah you didn't know that no because i was in the military so i mean like oh yeah. so but, you know, just said
0: on all that yeah yeah
1: bro in the in the military i was calling people hey man that's a cool cat right there we were speaking that's like a cool in, it, we were speaking like in 40s slang <laughs> i could yeah i hear it <laughs> that's a cool cat so wow just, so like when i came into college i remember i, I think i was wearing like a jer- I, uh, not i wasn't wearing a soccer jersey i think i was wearing like i think i was wearing my san jose shark jersey and this guy's like yo bro that jersey's live and I was like what the fuck does that mean like live on Saturday night like (laughs) 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 which of course showing my age I went straight to Saturday night live but like yeah I was just like what the fuck are they talking about but yeah so I found out that live means cool and so I was like dang like uh, you know at that point I was 20 I was 23 at that time you know when I just started college yeah, i was 23 when i was a freshman in college these guys were like 18 19 year olds and i'm like wow like <laughs> what how big a, i mean and, and the worst part is like they, since i was older and i was only like you know like I'm, once again i was 23 they thought i was this like i was married with like three kids like i was like what, what do y'all think 23 year olds do <laughs> apparently they think they
0: have a their life schedule gotten together and here it's like, we are it's like
1: 19 year olds think 23 year olds are 30 year olds and then you got 23 year olds thinking 30 year olds are adults it's like, it's like, no, I mean, like, and then when we, when we turn know. 30 we're gonna look at 40 year olds like oh there that's when we're getting put together bro I'm, I'm telling you like in
0: one, okay let me tell you something in one team I play with you know people in my age group 30 32 31 you know they're 30 there's one that's 34. Um, that's one team and then the other team I'm playing with dudes who are like maybe in my age bracket as well but then I got four players who are like 22 23 24 and that's where I learned the the no cap and the sheesh with the whole holding you know pointing at your arm shit and I was like uh, I just look at it I'm just like uh, yeah
1: you got that I'm like, now. Everybody's saying I'm built different. That's that's also a new that's also a thing now. Oh. <laughs> I kinda we're gonna we're gonna get a tangent just that. This is you know what we're doing right now, Edward. You know what this is, Boom. Edward? This is basically our old man yells at cloud moment.
0: No, this is, this is, this is, no, this is, this is when, when grandpa sits on the the stump and talks about how old, good old days, and it's basically what it is right now. The
1: good old days back when we used to say hella.
0: (laughs) Oh, dude, not even that.
1: It's like, bro or dude? Bro,
0: dude. Dude, did you see that?
1: What What happened to good old swearing? Like, you know, just like basic, just like, bro, that shit's cool. Tight, remember, remember, tight. Oh my, <laughs> that is that is middle school, <laughs> bro. That shit's tight. <laughs> oh, what about what about that? Go hard. That go hard. Oh, oh. okay. Let's just, let's just let's just wrap this up. Next thing we're gonna, 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 gonna... talk about pencil breaking and, and freaking bloody knuckles. So we let, yeah let's let's get out of this uh, conversation. Uh, Anyways, go we got a packed show. We got obviously some coach uh, two things to talk about as far as coaching going around. Some transfer watch. It's a bit it's been a bit quite going on for transfer watch. We got our headlines. We got some good things, some bad things, some really bad things. Um, game recaps, players of the week, game, and then obviously give you guys some some games to look forward to this coming weekend because it's a big, big weekend. Um, getting back into the groove of, of soccer. And of course, wrap things up with a three up, three down. And a topic that I think when you when you get older, you kind of start realizing this. So oh, here we go. So so there you go. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. You guys are gonna hear this great ad and we'll get going with the show.
0: Hector. What was your new year's resolution?
1: Same one as every year. Read more. Why every year? Well, with school and work, it is simply hard to find time to read. What if instead of reading listen
0: to someone read your books for you on audible 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 has a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience i like listening to my audiobooks on my way to work
1: what if i don't like audible
0: you can start a 30-day free trial when you go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name fc podcast you'll be supporting the insert name fc podcast along with finally getting that new year's resolution done
1: Thanks. Now I'm going to start a 30-day free trial. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of those great partners of ours. Um, once again, if you guys go to our social media platforms on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC, just like that, you will see a link on our bios. If that is our link tree. Go ahead and go into that link. You're going to see a bunch of stuff. Obviously, way to access our podcast through Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. And also our all our social media platforms that are featured as well, as well as those great partners of ours, fanatics and audible. So make sure you guys take full advantage of those great partners of ours because if you take advantage of those great partners of ours, you're supporting us so we can push this dream a little bit more and hopefully do this in the studio, maybe even fly Spencer over to Houston and, and get this thing really popping. Yeah. I think popping it was from us, right? That's not a that's not a younger thing. No, popping. No, I think. Well,
0: mm, uh, mm, okay, Poppin' was from us because I'm trying to think what song came out of. i And say, it was actually okay, no, I, no, w- I want to say it?
1: this because I know there was an H-E-B commercial with Deshaun Watson. Once again, very untouchable subject right now. <laughs> but, oh yeah, but, oh yeah. But with very. the, Jalape- I think there was like a jalapeno popper commercial, and he kept saying popping and. So that okay, that's it. That's that's the Sean Watson mentioned. That's it. Stop, stop, stop it, stop it. Stop. Right. <laughs> anyways, that's <But> right. anyways.
0: <laughs> so so I was going. I was going with if you remember uh, G Unit, Gorilla Unit. Um, it was like I what young so buck, don't
1: know what G Unit what G the G and G Unit stood for. Well,
0: okay, so yeah, everybody was like Gangster Unit. No, it was it was Gorilla Unit. But anyways, um, so these three rappers—it was Lord Banks, Fifty Cent, and Young Buck. Um, I'm so surprised that I still know that. Um,
1: you're, you're forgetting one.
0: Really? It was just three members.
1: Yeah, but they added one that actually kind of <laughs> made. The-
0: oh, wasn't he the game? Wasn't yep. it the game? Yeah, it was the game. Just- it was the game. Yeah, but like he basically he he left, so that's why I don't include him. Yeah, like he had, whatever.
1: He had beef with Fifty, but.
0: Yeah. But, well, okay, getting back to that, they had this one song, it was called Popping Them Things, and oh after that song God. came out, I
1: wasn't even digging wait, yeah, I forgot, that was, oh man, that used to pump me up, that song.
0: I mean, yeah, if I'm Spence gonna, could play a clip of it, you know, and I'm ask we'll stay if we
1: quiet. Can, if we can avoid any copyright issues. Yeah, I mean, if we can, <laughs> yeah, you know, Awesome. So if, I mean, if right we now, love you right 50 now, 50 if, we love you you know all right so if right now if you guys hear like popping <laughs> the 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 beats of popping up things you could, then you can obviously we were able to to deal with it with no copyright issues but if not then well you know we couldn't do it without avoiding copyright issues <laughs> so so anyways go, all right let's get going with these coaching rumors well not coaching rumors just things that are going on in the coaching world and we gotta kick things off with our guy Edward, our guy pachettino Oh yeah, he signed an extension with PSG that goes all the way till 2023. Once again, you guys gotta take these contracts with, with managers like with a grain of salt because you know obviously if they start really bad they're gonna get fired. So the the contract is, I'm sure they'll they'll probably still keep their money or any or depending on how they structure these contracts. But uh, but yeah, just well we at least know that Pochettino could stay at PSG until 20, and then maybe he wants to leave PSG and go elsewhere. You don't know, but right now, the way PSG is looking, I don't think he wants to leave. But yeah, so well, po- Pochettino yeah, will was, be staying till 2023, at least. Well, I was uh, going to mention
0: that like a little thing. They actually interviewed him, and he was like, this is like the dream come true. You know, I was the captain of this team before. I played for this team before, and now I get to manage it. He's like, this is a dream come true. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, shoot. Basically, mean?
1: he's saying, I've been, I was joining uh, PSG before. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I mean,
0: so yeah, I mean that's that's good, good for him, good for him. I mean,
1: you know, they happy to see it, happy to see this guy. Yep, I'm glad he didn't go to Tottenham. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like the last thing you want to do is go to your toxic girlfriend after you were treated so well at this new girl. You know, you know what I mean. When you're in this new relationship, everything's going great, but that toxic relationship's (laughs) kind of enticing. You know what you know what's going to happen if you do it. But you, he stood strong and he and he stayed with the good thing over at PSG. So yep. so good job for Pochettino and the other guy, uh, my guy. I don't know about your guy, but my guy, <laughs> old Gunner signs a three-year contract with Manchester United.
0: That one, it, it kind of did take me a little bit by surprise. I mean, I, I guess what he's doing is working for them. Maybe I
1: think I, it's crazy though. Like he's played more games. He's had more matches than Moyes, Moeno, and Van Gaal, and at least all three of them have a trophy, at least a trophy. And yeah. Old Gunners has a bunch of has has a bunch of games now. I think over a hundred games now with, with Manchester United, and he has no he has no trophy. I mean, I'm
0: not trying to poke fun at you, but is this the new Arsenal that we're witnessing? Is Old Gunner like? Oh wow! You're
1: gonna go you
0: later. know. Yeah, I'm and gonna you're go gonna there. Tra- you're
1: gonna Manchester United? Uh, maybe, especially. I mean, I go for Man U, so yeah. I mean, I'll troll them a little and, bit. I mean, you guys got Champions so <laughs> you, you got you're not you're not. I don't, I don't think I, I think Manchester, Manchester United is doing something, man. I, I think Manchester United is a team to keep an eye out for, um, especially with with what's about to drop from the transfer rumors. So let's get going with the transfer. Oh number. yeah. All right, Rennes are open to sell Kamavinga. I mean. You should, because you're probably going to get a lot of money for him. Yo, yep. Arsenal offer $40 million for Locatelli. Eh,
0: do you, okay, that's an Arsenal fan. Or, well, oh, okay,
1: Locatelli, let's put it this I, way. I already said this. We said this last I know, time. I know, I know, I know.
0: But do you think $40 mil is enough?
1: It's up to Juve at this point. I mean, you know, freaking Juventus, Not Juve. Uh, Sasulo. I mean, Juve offered a slap in the face to Locatelli. At least this one's more than what, what Juve offered. Yeah, true. Uh, Bayern Munich interested in Sergi Roberto. Oh. How many right backs well, does this team fucking need, bro? Like you got Ben Pavard Hernandez. I think they had Hernandez. They had yeah, uh, they had Lucas Teo, Hernandez. I
0: think they yeah, Lucas Hernandez. Yeah, I was about to say they or Lucas. I, I mean Lucas
1: remember. Hernandez can also play center back. I'll I'll give him that. But I mean mainly he plays right But yes, yeah, so how many right backs do you need? <laughs> they, they need everything. Apparently, we need a backup to our backup to our backup.
0: <laughs> exactly, they want to make sure they're covered
1: All right. the whole
0: way through.
1: Grujic uh, to go to Porto for ten point five million. Uve asked request forty million for Demerol. So that, they're still trying to offload that guy. Wow. Uh, Tottenham are in talks of twenty five million and Lamella for Sevilla's gill. Oh yeah, what do you think of? Okay, let, let me ask you this: like, off, off, going
0: off topic here. What do you think of that move, like Cash and Lamella for
1: Gil? Uh, I mean, I would rather keep Gil, but Lame, I think Lamella upgra- upgrades your midfield for sure. Not, I mean, the midfield isn't bad at Sevilla, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to have. Him. Like, I think uh, Tottenham isn't using him. Let, let's be frank, like they haven't really used him that much. Um, and so I mean if he goes to Sevilla, I think he'll play more in Sevilla. Um, you I mean it sucks to lose Gil. I, I think Gil will definitely help Tottenham. Maybe it's another way to like entice Kane to stay. I think it's a fair move. I think it's actually I think it, it I think Gill's to be fair is worth more than Lamella. So I mean 25 million. 25 million worth it. Sounds sounds about yeah. right. So, so, yeah, I think it's a fair deal. It gives Lamella a new place to play, somewhere that he probably is gonna play. True, I mean, true. I mean, so I, I think I think he, it's a good spot. Uh, Everton to sign Angels Townsend. Firmino at risk to being the odd man out at Liverpool. What? I mean, if you really have to think about it, Liverpool, they're gonna have to sign, you know, update some contracts. So obviously, you're talking about you know Sadio Mane. Roberto Salah, you know they're they're also in in in, in it. Wait, for Mbappe. did you say
0: Roberto Roberto Salah? Mohamed
1: Salah, my bad. Mohamed okay, Salah. Okay, I was about to say. I was like, are you trying to make sure I'm paying I attention here? I, was like, I, was, I think I was like, I was thinking <laughs> Roberto Firmino. And anyway, anyways, you know they're 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 also in the race for Mbappe, right? So, and if let's say they don't like, let's say no one gets Mbappe this season, then you know if if you're probably gonna try to offload Firmino, so you can get Mbappe. Because why are you gonna have Firmino there if you have Mbappe? Because obviously Mbappe is gonna start over Firmino. Um, I, I I just I, I, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, I feel like he's definitely a, a big part of of Liverpool's success, but I think he just gets overshadowed by the fact that you have Sadio Mane and, and Mohamed Salah. So yep. it, I think it's just an unfortunate thing. But I think Roberto Firmino could be. I think it's fair to say that he could be the odd man out. And that's even regardless of who they bring. Cause you know, they're going to go and get a striker. I don't right. know. What, I don't know why. I think Firmino has proven to be a good striker in Liverpool, but maybe they just want someone that's like, you know, Harry Kane S or Robert Lewandowski S, but those are kind of like, like, they basically to a want to make players. sure
0: that they, they want somebody who basically does not show any mercy. And Firmino would. He's a critical striker. It's just that
1: he's he's also a creative player.
0: Yeah, yeah. So he, he you can you
1: can probably say he's more of a false nine than he is so much of a of an actual legitimate striker. Right. He's still a forward. Like he can still do the forward things. It's just he, I think I think the fact that you have the luxury of having Salah and, and Mane, you know, like why not try to score like 20 goals and get like you know 18 assists you know like right. why not try to get that but i yeah no i, I think it, it's it's crazy to think, but also i can understand why so so there's that um for that one um bright wife to go to, to wolfhampton oh thank god <laughs> what what is that well i mean sorry obviously- you have the pie and, and and Aguero. No, I meant what does that mean for him for Barcelona? But obviously they have the pie and Aguero. So <laughs> yeah, I was right, like dude. it's right clear that he's gonna be the odd man out. And that's like yeah. It's not even like, oh, you can make an argument. No, you're you're the odd man out.
0: <laughs> no, you're the odd man out. The only argument you can make is like, oh, he came in two minutes into the what's it called? That friendly cup was a Spanish cup. Yeah. He came in two minutes in, like I think it was the semifinal or the quarterfinal, and then all of a sudden, like he scored a go, yay! Like, right. uh,
1: anyways, uh Brian to make the final push for Chelsea uh pro- Chelsea youth product, Tino Levermento. So it's, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Uh Chelsea are in works of a new contract for, for Dujan Sterling. Liverpool are targeting Jared Bowen. Leeds United. Jared, Jared sorry. Jared Bowen.
0: Hmm. I was like, hmm. I don't know.
1: Hmm. He's okay, but continue. He's a center midfielder. Uh, Leeds yeah. United have signed Lewis Bates from Chelsea for one point five million. Chelsea seems to be offloading a lot of players. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Demarai Gray signs with Everton for one point six million. Andres Pereira is pushing for a Manchester United exit.
0: Whoa! <laughs> well, I can't. Uh, I'll be honest. I think I was. I, I saw that.
1: Uh, Chelsea is keeping an eye on Robert Lewandowski. Okay. Well, now all this makes sense. Well,
0: yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. Now it makes sense. Like you see, like Chelsea's unloading a lot of
1: players. Like, no, they. Okay, that's the reason. Uh, Smith Rowe signs new contract at Arsenal. And is also now the new number 10. Oh, yeah. I saw that. That's, that's some... Mm, do you think he can yes.
0: he can fill those shoes? Bro,
1: I've been speaking high on Smith, bro, all last season. What makes you think I don't think he deserves to be the okay, number 10? <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. I was, it was a question. It was a question. It's not, even not, a question,
1: it's not even a question worth asking. Obviously, if I'm high on this kid, I think he deserves the number t- I think I actually said this kid's probably going to wear number 10 one day. <laughs> I mean, Ozil said it himself. Ozil said it. Um, I mean, Smith-Rowe emulates his game by Burkamp and, and Ozil. So, funny how he doesn't mention Jack Wilshire, <laughs> which I don't blame him. But, but yeah. So, uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see. Hopefully, uh, Smith-Rowe can do some big things for, for Arsenal. This season, um, also pending what Arsenal does in, in the transfers, Liverpool interested in Kessie from AC Milan. Varane agrees with Manchester United as Real Madrid oh. talk continues. Oh damn! Hmm. So he, he's agreeing to a move to Manchester United, but he's still talking around Madrid. So it's a little interesting. You think he's trying
0: to levy that new offer? Say, hey, this is what they're offering me. What can you do for maybe, me?
1: Maybe we'll see. We'll see what's going on, man. But we'll, we'll 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 get to that part. We'll definitely get to that part pretty soon, actually. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon, actually, and it's gonna hurt my feelings, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> Barcelona struggle to offload Coutinho, Pjanic, and Mcti. I mean, I mean. Just what up, else can you? Just I mean, continue to Everton, Pjanic. I mean, I don't know if anybody really is gonna give you a lot for Pionage, but at this point, just take what you can get. Maybe, maybe he can go play <laughs> play in a, in a in a. No, I don't want to say lesser league because he still has top quality. Send him to Sevilla. I mean, apparently you have no problem sending him to a, to another team rival. Uh, um, Teddy, uh, shoot, let him go to PSG. <laughs> there you go, I mean, that's solved. the thing with. Uh with them. Or
0: let him go back I to Lyon. I was about to say, I was like, maybe back to France. Yeah. Like that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. But my thing is, I don't know, man. Um, honestly, Coutinho, like it's, it's going to be hard. Dump them, especially if they're asking for a buttload of money. Pjanic, I mean, you're going to have to take a loss on that. If that was your loss in the beginning when you traded Arthur for Pjanic, and then Umtiti, he's just so injury-prone, bro. And he's a good... I mean, dude, I love him as center-back, bro. I love this dude. This dude is amazing, but it's just not... It's not in the cards, I guess. Like, for Umtiti, he, he doesn't stay healthy enough to, you know, be there for the entire season. So... I guess, like, like you said, maybe PSG or maybe Lyon.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Benzia to sign Gianluca Busio. Uh, if you guys don't know who Gianluca Busio is, he's currently a promising... Actually, he's been playing for the USA for the Gold Cup, but he currently plays as sport sporting Kansas City. Uh, there's been big talks about him going to Europe. A lot of names were dropped with him. Obviously, Barcelona was actually a team also linked to uh, Gianluca. And so he'll be joining Tanner Testman over at Vencia. So it, it's going to be ni- uh, very nice to see what he can do in Europe. Um, he definitely needs to work on his physicality because that is one thing that's been killing him in the in the Gold Cup. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So I'm really excited to see what he uh, what he want, uh, what he want, what he's going to do over there. And Son has signed a new contract at Tottenham. So that's that's pretty big.
0: That's actually yeah, that's actually pretty good. Actually, I mean, it may actually give uh, Harry Kane a reason, more of a reason to stay. So, along with all the purchases and all the room transfer rumors that are going on or surrounding Tottenham, it may actually make Kane want to stay instead of actually, you know, oh hey, I want to go away and leave and stuff. And yeah, you're so, right. I mean. I mean, personally, personally, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm happy for, for Son that he was able to, I guess, reach, an I guess, an agreement with Tottenham. I do feel he could have made it somewhere else, but, you know, like like I said, I mean, maybe that this is another way that they want to keep Harry Kane because Kane and Son, you know, I mean, they they love to play, um, together in the same team and everything, so.
1: Yeah, and adding to that, Tottenham still want to keep Hurricane, which obviously that's a lot. It's pretty, It's like saying, it's like saying the sky is
0: blue. So it's like it's like trying to get your message across by throwing a brick, rock, or a brick or a rock at the window.
1: Or, or throwing Chief Wiggum's son.
0: Oh, huh. I'm in danger.
1: <laughs> so yeah, there, there is that. Okay, uh, continuing on. Um, Liverpool to sign Bobby Clark. That's it. <laughs> I don't know much. About <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Uh... PSG to offer forty-three million for Paul Pogba. Wow! So the super team is still a thing. Yeah. Bournemouth released Jack Wilshere. So, wow. Uh, speaking of a former still number ten.
0: <laughs> wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. I don't know how that. I, I wonder what I wonder where Jack Wilshere ends up going. He just. Never, I don't know. I don't think that he's a bad player. I don't. I don't think. I just think he just hasn't really been able to find. And and I thought that maybe Bournemouth was going to be that place, but I guess not. Um, Arsenal and Manchester City are both after Dennis Zakaria. So a very promising, Switzerland player. So we'll see what how that works out. Tottenham signed Gallini from Atalanta. He is a goalkeeper. So, what what, what does that mean about Hugo Yoris?
0: No, who knows?
1: I mean, it could be.
0: It could be. They could be getting players to come in, and then they'll go ahead and, you know, like Hugo Yoris will probably stay there for a season and get. Him to train the new goalkeeper. I don't know. I'm being optimistic here.
1: Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be crazy to see. Let's see what Tottenham has in store for this season. Uh and with Espiritu Santo. <laughs> Liverpool to offer a hundred million for Chesa.
0: A hundred million for Federico Chiesa? Yep. Wow. I think Juventus is gonna take that deal.
1: I mean, Chelsea also made a very similar deal, so made a similar offer. So this is this is. <laughs> I mean, I I I can't I can't blame him. Chase is an amazing player, so. Um, but yeah, Juventus is confident in Ronaldo staying.
0: I mean, I don't know. Do, you, do what do you think? I mean, we'll
1: see. I mean, he showed up to practice. He showed up to training. So, I mean. That's gotta make, uh, mean something. Uh, Tottenham oh, yeah. are interested in Anthony Martial.
0: Wow. Okay, that's damn.
1: Maybe a Martial <laughs> Harry Kane swap. Uh, that's a terrible move.
0: <laughs> that would be a horrible move.
1: Uh, Manchester United near a deal for Rafael Varane. No,
0: we've been talk about that. <laughs>
1: Inter Milan State Lukaku is not for sale. I think that was a given. I mean, there's some teams interested in Lukaku. That's probably why. No. Kessie, Kessie would like to stay in AC Milan.
0: Wow. So even after all this rumor talk and stuff, but these are the like, saying that he wants to stay.
1: Yep. Napoli hmm. and Lazio are interested in Shakiri Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not really playing in Liverpool, so probably makes sense to to do that. True. Manchester United interested in Kounde of Sevilla. So a center back. What? Why are you surprised? I'm just saying. I mean, if they're currently pursuing a, another, a, a, right now a French center back, and looking at another French center back, what does that say about Harry <laughs> Maguire? Yeah. <laughs> Tottenham signs Sevilla's Gill for 22 million and Lamella.
0: Well, there you go. There, there goes the what's it called? The ending to that story.
1: Yeah, there's the ending to that story for sure. Um, but that is not all, Edward. I know that I gave you a bunch of rumors going around, but it is official. Manchester United and Real Madrid agree 41 million. Rafael Varane. Oh damn! Hey, that's
0: actually okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. F- I guess for Varane, I don't think that's too bad of a like. I I think it's a decent price that for Manchester United to pay. It's not a overinflated price, like you know, like some some of the players they tend to want to sell, you know. Okay. Yeah. So I I think it's a decent fair like, price. Now it's. Mm, now, basically, you have to wait for the deal to go through, if anything, if it, it doesn't break down. All yeah. That.
1: All right. There's still some more news, Edward.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, have reached an agreement with Santos starlet, Cayo Jorge.
0: Cayo Jorge? hmm
1: a, br- a young Brazilian named Cayo Jorge who plays for Santos. Oh, hmm. So. Damn, Tanto's doing so. what he your best, and that's sending some top quality Brazilian stars over to Europe. But Edward, that's not it's not the end of it. Oh man! So Tottenham have stepped up and offered forty million for Atalanta's and Argentina's Romero.
0: Oh, damn. Really?
1: No. Shit. That is the transfer watch. Those are all that have dropped today. As of you guys know, we dro- we record these episodes on Monday. So, this is all the way up to Monday. We'll give you guys, obviously, well, all that's happened s- since Friday. We'll mention it in the next episode. But yeah, so that is the transfer rumors. That is crazy. Uh, Tottenham. They are trying to keep Harry Kane, clearly, if they're going and making these moves. so Yeah, exactly. You have to agree to that. All right, Edward, let's get going with some headlines, man. Kick things off. We're going to talk about a game that me and Edward very dearly beloved, also kind of hate at the same time. (laughs)
0: Love it, yeah, FIFA. It's it's FIFA. I mean, how many times have you been like hit the pole or get scored on at the last minute so you don't play it for like a good month?
1: The goalkeeper in the face every single time.
0: <laughs>
1: that is so. FIFA 22 will feature Alex Scott. Alex Scott is a a personality known at at BBC and Sky Sports. She will be a commentator in FIFA 22. No, Alex Scott becomes the first English speaking woman to be featured in FIFA. The first female commentator to actually be featured in FIFA was Nira Juanco, who was who is a Spanish announcer, specifically for Spain. I think it was for the Spain uh, Spanish feature, not the Latin America one. But she was probably, actually probably. a commentator for FIFA 21, which I mean is that would have been cool to hear her talk. But also, you know, in in the Latin America uh, Spanish one features a Salvadorian, so which is you know <laughs> uh, metal So I yeah. wanna let. My, keep my people in there, but, uh, no, but it's, it's cool to see Alex Scott. Alex Scott is someone that I'm very familiar with also played at Arsenal at some point in her life. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see. I mean, I, she's been doing such a great job working with sky sports and obviously be in, in BBC. Um, so it, obviously it, it, it's, it's cool. I think it just in general, it's just cool to be the first in anything. And, and I think they they did it right to get Alex Scott to be that first. I mean,
0: congrats, you know, to her. That that's that's a to me. I think because we we played this game for so long, and we know how the sport has been evolving to include, um, you know, f- uh female presences and stuff. You know, then when they first put like Alex Morgan, like the U.S. women's team in there, um, you know, so it, it's slowly been progressing to, I guess you could say, this kind of aspect. So now we will actually. You know, be hearing somebody speak English in the um in the video game.
1: Which is great because honestly I'm not a fan of the English commentators. Yep. (laughs) I mean yeah. No offense offense to Lee Dixon. (laughs) But yeah. (laughs) We can move on from that. Unless unless it's Alex Scott and Lee Dixon. And if that's the case, then I really shot myself in the foot here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but no, congratulations. You're just like, oh. Congratulations to, to, to Alex Scott. I think really great.
0: I mean, like I said, I mean, congrats to her. And it's uh it's, I guess you can say
1: it's, it's, it's FIFA. Like I mean, at the end of it all, it's freaking FIFA. It's a game everybody plays, everyone has played FIFA. Even even the guys that play play the game play FIFA. Like I mean, like people that don't even watch soccer play FIFA. So I mean, like it's it's a very big sport. It's a very popular game. Once again, it it could be it could be frustrating at times, but it's a game that we still love, nonetheless.
0: Exactly. It it could be it could be one of like one of those games where you just want to smash the controller into the floor, and sometimes you do. Hence, why I had to buy two controllers in the past three years, maybe.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a frustrating game, but we, we're still loyal to it. So, for some reason, we're yep. still loyal to it. But the we're, next... we're just... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Edward.
0: Edward just, we're just loyal to a fault. There you go.
1: Exactly. All right, Edward. The next headline Wayne Rooney and Derby. Rooney has stated that he is committed to Derby. He wants he wants to be part of this process with Derby County. He wants to grow this team. He wants to get them promoted, and maybe one day in the Premier League. This is what he believe he, he wants to he wants Derby to know he's committed to this club. But also mentions that he would like some new signings from the club. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. I guess I guess you could say. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I
1: was like so the the reason why he probably wants some new players is because as of as of right now, when I was looking at, at Derby's roster, they only have nine players. Damn. So, wow. Uh, I, I
0: think it's a very fair <laughs> it's a
1: fair request, I think.
0: <laughs> I think so. I'm over here thinking this is gonna want the the whole world hanging on a play, like he wants oh, Ronaldo God. or oh, something. God. Yeah, somebody something like that, but no, it's just he's making very um precise decision making as the as the main guy, you know. I guess you can say
1: You need a starting eleven. I so far have nine. I feel like math over here should come and play. <laughs> Jeez. So bad. So bad. But yeah, so hopefully hopefully Derby can can show their commitment to Wayne Rooney and, uh, you know, give them a team. Because <laughs> right now, it's just nine players. <laughs> I mean, is, is it really a team if it's just nine players? Right. And I think and of those yeah. nine, I think two or three of them are goalkeepers. So so it's six players to be more specific. Seven to six players to be more specific about actually go out and play in the field. And then you have two, two or three goalkeepers. So, yeah, you you might want to fill him a team.
0: <laughs> yeah pretty much you have to build you have to build them one right now from scratch you guys shot yourselves in the foot with them one one I time mean, they only freaking nine players on there yeah but, I,
1: think, uh, I think the issue was just that they let a lot of these contracts go without actually like mm-hmm. re-signing them or I think that was probably what what was the reason but yeah they need to definitely get give get some players because I mean obviously you know you can't really you, can't, you don't have a team you can't play so I mean that's, that's definitely I mean logic tells you that but yeah, so so that's what's going on with with Wayne Rooney at Derby. It's great. It's cool to see that he's committed to this club and he wants to wants to make this his project. Um, I, I mean, I feel like if I was in that situation, I'd probably go elsewhere. But uh, obviously, me and Der, me and uh, me and Wayne Rooney are definitely two completely different people. But um, but yeah, there's that. And here is the really bad bad news the one the one that we kind of mentioned earlier. Everton suspends Gilfie Sigurdsson. Oh, yeah. So, so, as far as we knew at the time, uh, Everton suspended a player due to um, a police investigation um, specifically involving uh, child sexual somewhere around that realm uh, was involved. And so later it was found out that Serginson, who I believe is the captain of, of Everton and also plays for Iceland, uh, was the player that was arrested on suspicion of child sex offences. Everton confirmed the suspension, and Everton had also said that they will be complying with the police investigation. This is a very, very rough situation for Everton. Um, there's nothing. I'm obviously I'm not joking about this. this isn't this isn't me trying to. Make anything light of it, I mean, it's it's, it's horrible. Um,
0: it's, if anything, it's kind of hard but, to approach it because,
1: but you to, be, know. to be honest, though, obviously, it's I, I'm, I'm gonna be that guy that says innocent until proven guilty, uh, until there's like conquer because I mean, obviously, this is there's very little in it that obviously they're investigating right now, so I mean, there's no there's no nothing solid right as of right now, maybe like as the weeks go, you know, things will pop up, but. As of right now, there's just not that much information out there, and honestly, I don't know how much information will be coming out. Maybe until once they finally have like a solid statement to to drop uh, on what exactly they found out. But from what it appears, it is Circutson; he's the one that's suspended. Um, I think it, it, I, the thing is with me is with these situations. Even if it comes off that he he was innocent, uh, which I mean. I, it, there has to be like some at least some backing in order for this suspicion to be legitimate. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a hard a hard thing for a lot of Everton fans, mainly just because if you don't want to be supporting, uh, you know, someone uh, someone that's doing this, and you know, so I I can imagine it's it's going to be it's gonna, this is going to be this is a rough start to Everton season.
0: Yeah, oh, and I mean, is this? Uh...
1: I don't even I, like. I said I don't.
0: I don't even know how to really approach this. Um, is this shocking? E- even if it's not true, or if it is true, like you know, like it's still shocking just to hear that this is a possibility.
1: I mean, so no, exactly. I think in general, uh, I'm not trying. I'm, you know, this is me trying to give him like the full benefit of the doubt. But I mean, obviously, there's no concrete. You know, like I'm not trying to say I want to see proof or anything like that. I'm just, you know, like until there's like a, an official statement of what they found, and if they did find it to be uh, Sigurdson, then then I'll, I'll I guess I'll finally cast judgment. But right now, there's we just don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think I think that's that's very straightforward. I mean, this is this isn't something to like take lightly on. I mean, if there's suspicion, you know. It, it, it's there for a reason. Um, I mean, right. I don't think they're gonna arrest the guy just for no apparent. Re- I'm not gonna go there, but um, but no, yeah, it's just it's it's, it's, it's just it's just unfortunate. Um, you know, hopefully we find out what happens, and and I know that you know either this could be a sigh of relief for 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 just people in general that turns out that he wasn't, or it's gonna it's gonna dig up a, an even deeper hole. Uh, just in general, specifically for
0: pe- the people at 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 Emerson. Yeah, exactly, and and that's the that's the problem there. Like, um, you just as a okay, so as a parent, let's say you're a supporter, and you know, in, let's say you know your son and or daughter, they're both fans of this guy, and. You know, now you're kind of like, and I'm not saying, oh, he is, but you're kind of on the fence on it. Like, uh, you know, like, I don't want to, you know, say, you know, like I agree with you, innocent until proven guilty. They have to find something on him because it just can't be based off of, uh, oh, hey, here's hearsay, you know, and especially something this serious. Cause at this point, if you just say that you're, and it's not true, you're ruining this man's life you're ruining this man's career, you're ruining this man's family just by saying those words that he actually has something to do with, you know, child sex or anything. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's really sad. And if it's true, then, I mean, it's just, I don't see a way out, honestly.
1: No, I mean, I'm sure if, the, if it, if it's, if it comes out that he is, Everton's going to let him go. Um, Probably some fans are gonna burn his jersey. I mean, that that always just happens. That just kind of comes through. Um, I mean, I'm sure maybe right now it's happening. Like fans are probably already revolting and requesting that he gets released now. But uh, like I said, I, I wanna, I I wanted, I want an official statement before I start really casting judgment. Um, right, right. But no, it, like I said, this is a subject that you can't. You don't. You don't just. You don't just. There's certain things that you just don't. Throw out like it's you know like if there's like there has to be legitimate suspicion for for it to be acted on, uh, at least for the police to get involved like this. Um, But you know, there's certain like like I said, there's certain things that you you can't you can't just throw out there unless there's like legitimate proof. Um, And kind of similar to another subject matter, I'm not gonna talk about that uh, right now. But you know, sometimes you know I know people lie about that you know and, and I'm not trying to say that you know someone's lying that their child you know that, something like that or anything like that but like I said I just want an official statement before I really go in any further with this story but this is what's happening right now it's 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 going to be big it's going to it's probably going to overshadow everything that Everton does at this point until uh, this gets cleared yeah that's pretty much it man
0: so yeah. Um, we we'll keep an eye on it, basically. That's what we're gonna say. Uh yeah.
1: I mean we'll keep an eye on it. Um all that we know right now is obviously a player got suspended, which obviously is the captain uh, Sigurdsson, um under you know uh child child sex offenses. That's all we know right now. There's nothing this is under uh obviously suspicion. So You know, we'll see what happens. Right now, he's suspended, and Everton will be complying with the police um, during this investigation. Right. All right. So, you were gonna say something?
0: No, I was just gonna say, let's just move on
1: from this. Not move on, but we'll we'll go. Oh (laughs) yeah, continue on with the show. Um, Yeah. All right. It is our debate topic, as you guys know. As soon as we have our these debate topics, it is officially dropped. On our social media, once again, on Instagram and Twitter at Instagram FC, you'll see the debate topic there. Um, you can obviously tell you, tell us your thoughts on this topic, uh, whether you, how you feel about it. It's not necessarily a yes or no uh, topic, but this kind of this case, it kind of is. Um, but obviously, also say why. You know, don't don't just say yes or no. Like you actually give us like reason as to why you feel that way. Um, and if you guys want a topic that you think would be interesting to be featured in a debate, make sure you guys uh, send it to us either through personal message at once again at insert FC on Instagram and Twitter, or you can just just drop it on the post. And if we like it, we'll feature it on a future episode, and we'll even give you a shout out, um, not only on the podcast but also on social media. So Edward, today's topic, and it is, it's a topic that we hear a lot, which I. Uh, I'll, I'll say what what I think about it once we get to that part, but um, obviously, Sergio Ramos is no longer Real Madrid. And now, you know, David Oliva was the signing that Real Madrid made before the season even well, before even the transfer period opened. They made they right. made the, the the move with David Oliva. David Oliva right. is officially now with Real Madrid. And if you guys know Sergio Ramos, he wore number four for Real Madrid. And David Oliva will be wearing... Number four, who? Which led to a lot of backlash on social media. People saying disrespectful to Sergio Ramos, and, and how 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 they're disrespect once again disrespectful to Sergio Ramos. Like why couldn't he wear another number? Blah blah blah. And then obviously, and this is this isn't. I, I know that this isn't European fans at all. Like I know this is and this is like I'll blatantly say it. This is an American mentality. Right. When this is said. But someone said, you guys need to retire number four. And so, Edward, the debate topic is, should numbers be retired in soccer?
0: Um, Honestly, I don't think so. Because, I mean, I understand. It's a lot of respect. Basically, you're showing this player a lot of respect. But it's not like um, baseball. Where, you know they retired numbers. I was there for the Vigio, um,
1: but they didn't retire Vigio. I mean, they retired Vigio's number, but that was when he got into the Hall of Fame.
0: Okay, well, yeah. So basically, there you go. Um, but I on soccer, it's kind of can't really do that. There's too many great players. It's like saying, oh, once David Beckham left, you know, uh, Real Madrid, you're gonna retire. His number, or even when he left Manchester United, they're like, We're gonna retire number seven, you know, because he's not gonna play with us anymore. And no, like, it, I I feel like in soccer, it's not about retiring the number at that point. You might as well retire Totti's number, you know, Del Pierro. Like, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening for the fact that they're. Let me put it this way: a lot of kids start playing with their idols' numbers, and when it comes to like Sunday league or even indoor pee wee league, whatever have you, just because Messi has number ten, Ronaldo has number seven, you know, Lewandowski has number nine, um, Marco Rose, Neymar, Neymar back when he had number eleven. You know, I would see a lot of guys have number eleven. I'm like, okay, and these guys, you know, if they ever make it big, these kids ever make it big, you know, they make a name for themselves. They always say, oh, well, I want this to be my number because so-and-so has worn it, even if they're not in the same team, you know, or, but what if they joined the same team? It's like once Ronaldinho left, they would have retired number 10 because Ronaldinho basically brought Barcelona into that beautiful playing, uh, uh, Joga Bonito of football, and he brought them back back into the, the light. They would have retired his number, and then okay, Messi wasn't going to be number ten. What was he going to be? One hundred and ten? Like you know, I mean, it's possible now, but I I, I don't think numbers should be retired uh, in soccer or you know or football. They shouldn't they shouldn't be retired. That's my opinion, Then that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I think. That's my rant.
1: You're, good. you're about to get even another rant, and, and this is and this is kind of the reason why, like you guys are probably like, why you're just uh, specifically calling out the Americans because this is an American mentality. Like, I get it. Like, you know, like you know, as a as a Texas fan, like, just using the Houston Texas example, everyone knows, even though it's not a fish, it's not a, a, a retired number, but everyone knows in the Houston Texans organization. No one can wear number 80. And that's because it's Andre Johnson's number. You know, like, and, you know, and if you look at, you know, like, uh, the Houston Nationals, as much as people hate the Houston Astros right now, but seven and five, that's Craig Biggio and Jeff Bagwell's number. You know, that's why they retired those numbers. The guys met, did something big for the, the city of Houston, especially Houston National's. Yeah. Obviously, they were part of that 2005 World Series, well, the team that lost the World Series in 2005. Craig Biggio, Mr. 3000, Hall of Famer, Jeff Bagwell, Hall of Famer, you know their 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 numbers are retired for a reason. But that's also, but you also got to think about it in, in baseball, basketball, and football. You got number. Well, I don't know about American football now, but you go from number zero to ninety nine. I think some even some te- some leagues do double zero. I think the NBA does. I don't know. I don't know about baseball, but like and even hockey. Like I mean, you have so many number options that it makes sense, you know, and especially some of these, well, maybe not so much now in football, but like some numbers are number groups are position based, um, as well. Uh, so I mean, like it it makes sense, but in soccer, I mean, yeah, the numbers are, there's a vast options for numbers as well. Like, you know, you can go to 99. Well, if you're in Europe and then in Mexico, they go all the way to like whoever, whoever the hell cares. Um, yeah, but, there's certain numbers that have a lot of value to some to some clubs. Some clubs have even more special numbers. But like in general, the the top number that everybody knows that that is the, you know that's the number that that garners as much respect as possible is number 10. Like there's something about this player deserves the number 10. You know, me talking about Smith Rowe earning his spot to be a number 10, Phil Foden earning his spot to be a number 10. Like, that's a number that shouldn't just be given to anybody. It kind of does happen in some cases, but, you know, that's how it is. That number is highly regarded. Now, if you go specific clubs like the Houston Dynamo, 25 is a special number to the Houston Dynamo because of Brian Ching. I mean, do players wear that number? Of course they do, you know, especially like... No one one in soccer wants to wear a high number. Like, they want to wear low numbers, you know, specifically... You know, like one, two, because, you know, those numbers have specific meaning. Obviously, number one, you're a goalkeeper, two, three, four, and five and six. Usually you're a defender or for number six cases, you're also a defensive midfielder. You know, eight, you're a midfielder. Seven, you could be a winger, striker, depending on how you play. Nine, same thing. You're a striker. You know, you're the perfect striker. Ten, you know, obviously you're the most, com- you're the complete player on the field. Like there's numbers that have meaning in the game and to me, it's kind of like, it's not so much like, oh, you know, you're disrespectful for wearing that number. It's because you want to live up to that number. So for me to see David Alaba wearing the number four, I don't maybe if it's for Tino Perez, maybe he's trying to be disrespectful. But I I think Alaba wants to, hey, your greatest, one of your greatest players of all time wore this number. I want to live up to what Sergio Ramos has done. That's how I see it. That's like the the day Messi leaves, Barcelona, the day Messi retires, whoever ends up maybe Pedri or Ansu Fati, maybe they're like, "I want to live up to what Messi built here. I want to wear number 10. And some people are going to argue with it, you know, some people may say Pedri doesn't deserve to wear ten or Ansu Fati doesn't deserve to wear ten, but is there a right to get the chance to wear that number and carry exactly. that, carry on the legacy of that number? People and then, like, like I know this is American, uh, American fans, and I'm not trying to, like, I know I'm attacking American fans right now, but because this is the notion that y'all have this crazy idea of retiring numbers, and I, and like I said, I get it, I get it here in the U.S. for U.S. sports, but in soccer, like, you know, people were talking about how they disrespect number seven because of Ronaldo, for Real Madrid. W- what about Raúl? Like, did you guys forget about Raúl? And then you know, obviously with Manchester United, number seven is an iconic number. In Manchester, okay, kind of maybe he fell off a little bit over the years, but Cavani is kind of bringing it back. Um, you know, great and, and, and cool that James Sancho wants to respect Cavani enough to let him wear number seven. Um, mm-hmm. But like you know, George Best, um, Cantona, Beckham, R- Ronaldo, those are big number sevens, right? Yep like you want to carry on that legacy that's not it's not a disrespectful thing to do like if you if you deem your if you think you're worthy enough to wear that number that that just means you want to carry on the legacy of that number so yeah for me no numbers numbers don't need to be retired like it, it's dumb um you know we don't want to see the next messy wearing freaking you know like 40 44 you know you want to see him wear number 10 Yep, I agree with you.
0: So we both are basically in the same boat.
1: Yeah. So I know we bashed America a little bit, but we <laughs> we needed to. We need to give America this tough love. That, like, the the thing is with me with the, the one of the reasons why Americans kind of have issues with soccer, is <sighs> because they just don't respect the traditions of the game, man.
0: Yeah, they don't.
1: They don't. They, they think the traditions of soccer is stupid, but over they they are over here and like speak on the on the unwritten rules of baseball, and I'm just like, oh, you want to respect that tradition, but you don't want to respect the traditions of soccer. <laughs> and and right. I, I won't I won't tell you guys my thoughts on the unwritten rules of baseball, but I mean, there's some unwritten rules that I respect, but then there's some that I'm just like, All right, get the fuck over it. But, but yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, once again. It, Numbers shouldn't be retired in soccer. It's, it's all about building legacy. It's all. You, this is a very old game. This game has been here for years. Like everyone's like, you know, it, it, you know. One of the best. I, I think the best example was Saturday Night Live. And I know this sounds weird, really weird to people, but you know, when I was when I was young, when I was watching Saturday Night Live the first time, I was like, man, this is hilarious. And, and this was like it, it, this was. I'm not talking about like Adam Sandler and Eddie Murphy and Davis Bate and Chris Farley. I didn't grow up on that era of of Saturday Night Live. I grew up in the era with you know Keenan Thompson. Uh, I'm trying to remember all these comedians' names, but I'm like drawing up the like, uh, uh, the guy that d- does Ted Laszlo, Laszlo now. Um, uh, Kevin Cedacus. Is it Kevin?
0: I think so.
1: All right. Well, it's like those, that's who I grew up with Saturday Night Live, and now you have this new group. You know, like it's not that they're not funny. I find some of their skits very hilarious, but I think it was just because of where I, the era that I watched the Saturday Night Live, I deem that better than the you know the current Saturday Night Live, even though they're probably just as funny. Yeah. So that's how I feel like with with the numbers. Like you may have not known of the other people that were there. And you're probably though whoever comes in and takes it takes over. You're probably not gonna not gonna think they're as good. But you know that generation that's seeing that that witnessing that number ten is, is doing things that that they think are unreal. And then once again, like we're gonna be that old head, like, oh man, you should have seen what Messi was doing. You know what I mean? I think it's a fair a fair comparison, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But yeah. So. So there are thoughts. Once again, it's going to be featured on our on our social media at Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC podcast. Um, you can see the, it's right there. You're going to see it right there. You can. I'll let you check right now. Go ahead and check Twitter right now. Check check Instagram right now. Go ahead, check Add insert name FC. Go. Go ahead. Look at it. See right? It's there. Hold <laughs> you, you. Go ahead and share your thoughts. <laughs>
0: Let's do it. Yes, do it.
1: All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear another ad. And we'll get going with game recaps. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And, and we, we are Insert Name FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on Hello. We will see you there. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of those great partners of ours. Go ahead and check out our, our social media on Instagram and Twitter at Insert the link is on the bio. Go ahead and click on that link. That's our link tree, and it'll give you a bunch of links that you should probably go check out as well. But it will also take your links to Fanatics and Audible, so you can go ahead and help get our show, not only our podcast going, but also the Unhinged Sports Network.
0: Yes, sir. Let's do it to it.
1: All right, and we're games to recap. What is your game to recap?
0: All right, so my game to recap is actually the El Salvador versus Qatar game. Um, I was going. I was going for El Salvador, and honestly, um, uh, Qatar beat El Salvador three to two. It was close, and El Salvador had more of the possession. Which you know, I was very surprised. Um, they came close. Um, they did. Uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, what was it? Le anular, le anularon un gol. They they a goal. Do you think
1: that goal was outside? Uh, no, it was outside. Rivas was, out, uh, okay. was outside. Uh, okay. but that wasn't the contra- To me, that wasn't really the controversial one. The controversial was the, the handball. Oh uh, man, I I look at it. I'm like, it's it. I, honestly, I think it is a handball. I I don't. I think that they made the, the res made a right call. It's just uh, you know handball. A handball, like it's crazy to think that you know, this is where we this is where we we're stating this now. But a handball is such a tricky uh, thing to judge on. It used to be what it was was, uh, you know, intent was a reason. Like if you weren't intentionally trying to touch the ball, like they would count that as not being a handball. Like you know, like if you were your your arm was just flailing out, like you didn't necessarily know where your hand was and you just, you know, you hit your hand, like they wouldn't call it out. But now at least the, from what I know, the rule is if it's, if your arm isn't like tucked in with you, because if it's tucked like in it with you, to- it's, it, they count it as body. Right. But
0: it's like, if, it, um, if your,
1: if your arm is out and it touches the ball, it's going to be a handball. Like that's, that's just, that's how it's going to be. Like intention is, is irrelevant at this point. So, even if you weren't like planning on your, I don't think you plan on touch the ball with your hand, but like, like if you, your arm was out and you, maybe you were just kind of like looking away and it just happened to hit your hand, like it, it's still going to count as a handball. Uh, and it's a, it's unfortunate that it went down like this, but to be fair though, um, El Salvador put themselves in a hole, like, uh, because <laughs> they were down three to nothing, uh, in the, yeah. by the first half. So, I mean, they put themselves in that situation. Well, I don't think it was by the first half. I think it was maybe like down 2 nothing in the first half. And then I-, I-, I have to like really remember that game. But I, I just know Qatar had a 3 nothing lead. Yeah. And then El Salvador yeah. started coming back. Um, but, okay, so here's the thing. El Salvador looks so good right now. Like, And I'm not, not saying like, like me trying to overhype El Salvador. But under Hugo Perez, this team has looked great and it's because they they're finally attacking like they're not they're not trying to play conservative and just defending and 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 just you know hoping that a counterattack play could come in. they're they're being the aggressor like they're coming up they and this is kind of the fault, the fault of a high press like the high press can be a a good a good tool but it also can set you up for failure because all it takes is a well-timed pass a well a well-timed pass and that's it like there's there's a goal happening. Um but I think this El Salvador team has looked amazing. They 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 exceeded everybody's expectations. Um would it have been great to to have made the semifinals? Yes. But um I think Qatar is a good is a good team. I mean they, they won the twenty nineteen Asian cup. Uh they at least their you know their version of like the, the gold cup they they won that one in 2019. They also they actually competed very well in Copa America 2019 as well. Um, I think honestly Qatar they're they're really smart. I, I'll give Qatar a lot of credit. And the reason why I say they're smart is because they played in Copa America in 2019 and now they're playing in the Gold Cup in 2021. What's happening next year is the 2022 World Cup. They're getting themselves competitive experience in different confederations so they can have a good idea what to expect when they go into the World Cup. They, This is a smart move by Qatar. I, I think Qatar is playing, you know, they're playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Oh. I mean, I, I will say Copa America and, and Gold Cup are the only tournaments that I know of that invite other countries to their tournament. Because I don't think, the Euros don't do it, but I mean, let's face it, with all the countries that they have in, in UEFA, it makes sense. Um, and then Asia, the, the AFC, I know for sure they don't do it, and then, the, and then the CAF doesn't do it as well. So, you know, CONCACAF and, and Connebol are the only ones that invite other countries to come participate in their tournament. Uh, but Qatar was smart. They did it. They did it very, I I, I highly, I, I I think very highly of Qatar. I think they're very smart, but they have a really good team. And and. Let's see what they do again. Let's see what they do against the U.S. Because um, I think they're, they're a very interesting team to to watch right now.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're kind of putting it right there. You know, um, I don't know how else to say it, but I want to say they're they're the they're the last ones. They're the last ones that are left. Um, that I'm rooting for. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> guitar is the last team you're rooting for?
0: No, no, US.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, was like,
0: I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, if I'm rooting for Guitar, then I'm on the wrong side of the world. Yeah. But no, I meant to say US. I meant to say US.
1: Uh, okay. But yeah, and, uh, props, to, props to El Salvador. I, I think they exceeded everybody's expectations. Um, the only thing I got to say for El Salvador at this point is, is get better. Uh, Hugo Perez is on the right track. I mean, he. A lot of people are gonna be like, oh, he got dual nationals. No, a lot of the players that like really shocked me are the guys that play in El Salvador, like the, the actual the Salvador, the Salvadoran national players, the guys that are from El Salvador, like Haido. Haido looked great. Uh Tam- Tamacas, amazing. These guys, MLS needs to start calling up these teams because they need to get those guys abroad. Like ASAP. like a lot of these guys need to go abroad. Uh, I mean, once again, it's pretty cool to see uh, Monterosa. For those of you who don't know, I'm not related to Monterosa in any way. (laughs) I have a family friend um, who is his uncle. So,
0: nice.
1: So it's really cool. I I know he was really happy, like really proud to see him play for El Salvador, not only play for El Salvador but be the captain. Um, So, really cool. Really cool to experience that. But you know, I think Hugo Perez is doing the right things. I think this is. This is the right the right guy to be in charge of El Salvador. Uh, you don't have El Salvador is not going to have much. They're not going to have the most money. They're not going to have the most resources. But if you can grind out wins like the way they were doing, I think that they could be a problem. and I, And I can't wait to see them in World Cup qualifying. So a lot of po- even though it's a loss, a lot of positives take from El Salvador and the fact that they stayed in it. Like they didn't give up when they were down three nothing. They stayed in it. They they got they got close to tying it up. Um, the only thing that will say is that they they had a lot of opportunity. They, they had at least like three other opportunities to really put this game away. Uh, right. I, I think they had like you know uh, I think Amando Moreno looks he looks he's promising. I think he looks really good. Um, the only thing it's unfortunately is I think he overthinks too much and then he just misses out on a prime opportunity to score a goal. That that's the thing I will say about El Salvador right now. I think when it they're in that final moment to you know to, you know they're in that, that last part they just need to score, they just need you know, kick it in and, and score the goal, they, they, they overthink it. They try to do something extra instead of just, you know, putting it in the back of the net. Um, and I think that just takes for time. I like, you know, a lot of these guys they are, they're new to the national team. They're new to the international level. But, um, I think these guys are, there's promise. They just need us for them. Once if they're in front of goal, man, just take the shot. Don't overthink it. Don't try to make a little extra move. Don't try to fake out the goalkeeper. Just, just beat the goalkeeper. Like, if he stops it, he stops it. But if it gets behind the net, gets in the back, like it gets you you got a goal. So I think that's the thing for the, the Salvadoran players is just don't overthink it. Just go ahead and just do it.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. And um I think I think um the the way you were explaining it, I guess you could say like um I experienced this myself when I go play. Uh, you know, I, I guess maybe they're dribblers, so they don't actually take those shots like right then and there. They have to have that extra touch. You know what I mean? Like they have to do that juke or they have to cut back. Um so it's just um it's just crazy like that. Um uh, I don't know if I'm making myself right, but they don't really try for the long shots. They try to put like my my dad always yeah. said
1: That was the other thing, man, was like these guys just, I think it was just the fact that like and and props to Qatar because I think they they defended the box very well. Um, But instead of them trying to, in those moments, that's where you do make that extra move or try to go like move the ball around to like find your opening. That's what I would rather you do when you're outside the box instead of going for a very unrealistic outside the box shot that is either going to be very inaccurate or it's going to hit a defender. Um, I just think that in the, in the final moments, either they overthought it or they thought that they could, they, 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 I don't want to say that they gave up on it, but obviously if you take a a shot outside the box with literally no much thought into it, it's kind of, you kind of gave up on what you could have done in a very prime opportunity for a goal.
0: Like if you're just shooting it just because you have the shot, you know, not, not because it's open, but because you're like, Oh, the ball's right in front of me. I'm just going to shoot it and hope for the best. You know, no, just, you know, do the little cut to the side and then try to give yourself some space. At least that way you at least know where you're aiming. You can curl it in. You can do that power shot as at least you have a view. But if you're just shooting it just to shoot it and hope for the best and you think you'll get like a, uh, uh, a Wesley Snyder kind of shot. You know, you remember that shot Yeah, I know. when he was playing with the Netherlands? Yeah. It, it, that that shot is like one in a million and Schneider's known for those freaking power shots All oh, first of all so
1: I mean but also they they knew that that was their best option like when Messi doesn't Messi would much rather break you down and get into the boxes for the easier goal you know that's like a prime example of it you take the outside the box shot because you know you can make it
2: and, and, yeah, exactly. and
1: we've seen Messi make outside the box shots I, I'm not trying to make this an a, an FB, uh, a Messi video, you know, uh, breakdown, but, no, no and, and but we see, know, and but that's a- we see the pros do it. And it's like, it, it, no offense to these, these Salvadorian players, but you're, you're not messy and you're not stater. Um, and that's not saying that they can't be, but I'm just, I'm just saying like in, in those moments, the way to, to break guitar down is by moving the ball around. You saw how Honduras was able to, uh, was yeah, Hunter, Hondur- was it Honduras? Uh, well, Pan. I know for sure Panama was able to break down Qatar very well. You know, in their in their three three draw. So, like honestly, if if I was Hugo Perez or even not maybe maybe Hugo Perez was, but maybe the Salvadoran players, I would have been watching that watching film from that game, seeing what Panama did to get into the back of the net against Qatar, because I feel like Panama wasn't afraid. They went and they broke down that defense and scored goals. Whereas El Salvador, I feel like they just didn't know how to defend Qatar. Didn't know how to attack against Qatar's defense. And I mean, like I said, Qatar played very well disciplined in the in the box. Like they defended very well and it was going to take some 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 movement and some strategy to to break them down. But for you to just flat out just go ahead and take a shot and not even try to make some passes going, it just showed how quickly you're ready to give up on those plays. So like, and and, and this is, this isn't like, oh, it's over for El Salvador. Like this takes growth. This takes experience. They've now experienced Qatar twice uh, and they lost them twice, but you grow from (laughs) there. You grow from El Salvador. El Salvador just gets to grow. You looked good against Mexico. Like you gave Mexico so many problems. And honestly, that was a game that a lot of people felt El Salvador should have won. And I mean, some people are going to say El Salvador probably should have won this game as well. Not because of the penalty. But it's because of like those pri- the, the, just the moments that we just mentioned like those prime moments where maybe they overthought it or maybe they just flat out gave up on the play and those are things you're gonna learn as you grow. Um, and I think the young players that, that they have in El Salvador they're gonna grow. Uh, Rodan looked amazing. Uh, I think I think a lot of the Salvadorian fans are gonna be happy to see Rodan for the next few years. Um, yeah uh, Amando Moreno has some promise I just think he needs to stop overthinking. Um and and be instinctive and also don't give. He he was another one that was giving up on plays as well. Like and he was the one take those taking those outside the box shots. But just just be patient. Don't overthink it, but be patient at the same time. And I think this El Salvador team, if anything, will be a team to watch. Qual to maybe qualify for a World Cup one day.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean. If anything, like at least, you know, they they made it pretty far in Copa Oro. I'll give them that for for a very, I'm not going to say a very young team, but for a team who they've had the experience, even if it was
1: just MLS, they don't have players out there like in
0: in Europe, in the big teams, you know. Well, there's
1: only Um, two two MLS players (laughs) in El Salvador, and that's Darren Sedan and Alex Rodon.
0: Yeah. But no, there's actually... Uh, I think there's actually one that plays uh, over there in... Well, uh, Zavaleta plays for Toronto. Is in Toronto? One? No, no, no. There's another player. No, but I'm saying I th- think there was... MLS player, but,
1: um, and the, okay. Rivas plays in the USL.
0: Yeah, Rivas plays in the USL. But there's also... Um, let me see. There's also another player who actually plays in the... I want to say that I read that it was in the Dutch league, bro. Like, I'm not even, um, I'm, not, I'm not even, I'm not, uh, they, they played in the Dutch team. I know that. Um, they played?
1: Or they or are play, play. play here. Let me. Any, uh, anyways, was, uh, congratulations, Qatar, for beating El Salvador. <laughs> uh, we'll see what they do against the U.S. Um, hopefully, U.S. is able to move move on to the final But Qatar is gonna be a. I think Qatar could be a problem. Guitar could be a problem. Uh, Canada looks pretty good. Hopefully they live up to my prediction. But, um, yeah, so there is that. But yeah, so uh, congratulations, guitar. I think I think I'll, I think I'll probably, uh, can't take this as a full loss. I think there's a lot of positives to take from it. Some negatives, but something to, something you can grow from. Um, all yeah. right. So my game to recap is Atletico San Luis beating Chivas de Guadalajara two one. Oh, nice. That's correct. And Chivas had 69% of the possession. Chivas also outshot 14-9. But honestly, what it was, was just Atletico San Luis just stayed uh, very well defensively. Obviously, if, if you don't have the bulk of the possession, you clearly were being the defensive team. Um, I think that was, I mean, they had five in the back, so that also makes sense as to how they were playing. But, um, I mean, they had a two-goal lead. Um Chivas scored a penalty to at least break the break at least break the shutout, but um, I think I think San Luis just had had the right strategy to go into this game against Chivas, and that's why they won.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, and and, and props to
1: Adam Barrero for scoring the goal that made the difference. Um, I think Chivas is is that team that like you know you can't be comfortable with a one goal lead clearly, but um, but with, with a two goal lead, I think you know as long as you you shut you shut down these players. I mean, also it helps that I think Chivas has some players that are currently playing in Copa uh, in Copa Oro, uh, the Gold Cup. If you guys don't speak Spanish, um, so I think you know that that could have been a factor. I could be wrong on that, I, or, or the Olympics. I know Mexico's playing in the Olympics. That's 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 still a thing. So I mean, maybe it's not like the full Chivas team, but it's still Chivas nonetheless.
0: Yeah, I mean you're you're right. It's uh, the Chivas de Guadalajara. I mean, they're they're always a. I think they're always a team to look at, and I mean, you know, if it comes to America versus Chivas. You know, I'm gonna back up Chivas when it comes to El Clasico there. Um, but yeah, I, shoot, 69 percent of the possession. Yeah, I'm just surprised it was it's like. I'm just. I guess the goals weren't just landing. 14 shots to nine and only is two goals in. Like I said, Atletico San Luis
1: just had the defensive game. They had the right strategy defensively to, to maintain okay. to maintain what they did. Yeah. So those are the games to recap. Edward, players of the week. Who's your player of the week?
0: All right. So my player of the week is actually and I'm the only i I'm saying this how you say it. Matthew Hoppy, who scored the winning that's you goal. You
1: pronou- that's actually how you pronounce the name.
0: Okay. So Matthew Hoppy who scores a winning goal for the US 1-0 win against Jamaica. And remember, we the reggae boys, I always said, man, you gotta watch out for these dudes with speed. Because they whenever they play, dude, it was always like a it's always like a win game. Like uh they either go for the overhead shot or they use the wings all the time. They would always outrun US, always whenever they would play them. But this time, I guess, you know, US with all the youth and the actual development in the U.S. soccer that's going on, I think they actually managed to pull it off, man. So I'm excited for this U.S. team. So, I mean, Matthew Hoppe is, is a hell of a striker. So, I mean, I, I said good things
1: for his future. All right, all right. Um, yeah, now big, big moment for him. Um, crazy enough, this is the second time that Matthew Hoppe has been featured on Players of the Week.
0: I believe uh, he, he he was also a player of the week uh, for me uh, when it was for the Bundesliga. Yep. So yeah, um, yeah, and then um, but Hector, who's your player of the week? My player,
1: and it's funny that he, there's actually some rumors going around with him actually going being having the chance to go play in Europe, and that is Ricardo Pepe. Ricardo Pepe becomes the youngest. Player in the MLS to score a hat trick at the age of 18 in FC Dallas' four nothing win against LA Galaxy.
0: Oh, nice. Damn. 4 0. Damn. And the youngest player. Wow. Yep. So how how old? So how old is Ricardo Pepe? 18.
1: 18? I literally just said 18.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just... Wow, like, that's... Damn. So who... Okay, now I know this is not your player of the week, but who was the other person that scored the fourth goal for the FC Dallas one? Uh, I have no idea, but I don't
1: care because it's FC Dallas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just... You basically, Ricardo Pepe did, a, did like a little a landmark I mean, I, I can't
1: deny Ricardo Pepe, but also, like I said, there's rumors going around that Ricardo Pepe could be going to Bologna in Serie A.
0: Mm, so, okay, okay. So
1: there is that going on F- with F- Dallas, Dall- Dall- Another FC Dallas player leaving FC Dallas.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, FC Dallas is popping them out like pretty damn good, you know? Like, they have a pretty damn good youth academy.
1: No, yeah, it's been proven. I mean, obviously, Weston McKenney is part of their alumni. (laughs) So, yeah. So that's going to be Chris Richards. uh, The list goes on and on with FC Dallas products. They're the only, to me, they're still the only youth academy that has really done it right. Um, I mean, you probably could, you you could probably uh, throw uh, Philadelphia Union, obviously, with Mark McKenzie and and Brandon Harrison, you know, being part of their group. But, um, FC Dallas has, has been doing this for the longest, and I think it's probably just because of that Bayern Munich partnership that they have.
0: Yeah, probably. Damn, but yeah, well, so
1: congratulations to Matthew Hoppy and Ricardo Pepe for being our players of the week.
0: Awesome, congrats them.
1: Also, fun fact, um, I didn't know this, I guess this is an FC Dallas thing, but uh, <laughs> once again, it's FC Dallas, so I don't give a shit. Um <laughs> Apparently, uh I don't know if it's the player, their player of the game, or if it's the, the hat trick. But they give you a cowboy hat. Really? Yeah. So like, so like in football, obviously, like they have the the turnover chain. So whenever you get a turnover, well, if you're a defensive player, obviously they're not gonna give this to the quarterback. But uh, if you're like a defensive, like a cornerback or a linebacker, and you get an interception or a fumble, they have this thing called the uh, not necessarily. Okay, so the Miami University of Miami. Has the turnover mm-hmm. chain? So when you get a turnover, um, when you you get into the bench, they give you a chain, and that's like the chain you you get to rock that chain because you you got a turnover. And so I yeah. guess like FC Dallas, once again, they're they're like, oh, you know, you got a hat trick, so here, here's a hat, here's a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so so that that happens. So
0: does he? Does he? Does he? Does he get to keep the hat, or is it like that hat, like kind of like the, like the you chain?
1: Have, you have to pass it around. I don't know. I really don't know. Once again, it's FC I, was say, I was like, it's very really unsanitary. It's FC Dallas. Like, it's care. very unsanitary. It's
0: it's a very unsanitary, especially during these times. You know. Well,
1: okay, so proof that a F- oh, reason I hate FC Dallas. FC Dallas doesn't care about COVID. So okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So oh, passing, man, around, there you go. passing around germs. But anyway, All right. it doesn't matter. The Houston Dynamo are above them, even though Dynamo aren't doing anything any better. But they're they're above them. And Austin FC is dead last. So, so who who, who's rising here in Texas?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the most important thing. Who's
1: rising here in Texas? Who's on top of Texas?
0: (laughs) Oh my God, you're crazy! You're crazy, bro.
1: All right, man. It is the you know obviously it's the weekend because this episode these episodes drop on Fridays. Um, it's the weekend. Um, so these are some. It's actually a really jam packed weekend. Actually, so you have the Gold Cup final. And that's that's a big one. You should probably want to watch that, um, mm-hmm. Edward. Uh, let's go. Let's let's go ahead and make predictions like we did last with Copa America and Euros. Who do you think is going to okay. be in the final? Obviously, on one side you have Qatar versus USA, and on the other end you have Canada versus Mexico. Oh, uh,
0: you know what? I think it could be a repeat. It could be uh, USA Mexico. All right, I think and in the, the final.
1: Have, and who do you have winning it?
0: I'm pushing for USA. USA? Yo.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm going to go with USA versus Canada. What? Yep. I'm going to go with USA versus Canada. Um,
0: Pray tell. Pray tell why you you see this coming.
1: Once again, I, I just don't think this Mexico team is as good. As the, as normally, USC from Mexico, obviously because of they're also in the Olympics as well. Not saying that they're a bad team. I mean, they just destroyed Honduras straight to nothing. Oh well, actually, well, yeah. I mean, obviously, also depending on what happened, because obviously, we don't know who's in the final yet. <laughs> so, so for all I know, this is gonna backfire on me. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, like, I, I mean, I, I, it's probably also the fact that I have Canada. I, I had Canada winning it from the beginning. Um, so. And, and mind you, that was before Alfonso Davies, and and I didn't know that John that uh, Jonathan David wasn't playing for for Canada for this tournament. But Canada's looked really good. Uh, I liked how they've been playing. So I I feel like Canada uh, is able to finally uh, get on top of, of Mexico.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And the winner. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Wait, 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 wait. Are they
1: going to pick Canada over USA? Am it seems like them? it. I, I mean, really you get... struggled there for a uh, bit. I got Canada winning it. Damn. Canada, Canada wins, Gold Cup number two. Oh, Canada.
0: You have a fan in Hector.
1: Jesus Christ, that's cringy. Anyways, so yeah. So, Edward, Edward's got USA. I got Canada. Maybe, yeah. I really hope this doesn't backfire on me.
0: No, don't do that. Oh, crap. I know what you're doing.
1: Is it the commentator's curse?
0: Is it (sighs) the commentator's
1: curse?
0: No, it's Hector's
1: curse. Along with the Gold Cup final. No, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Also in the Olympics, we are now entering the knockout rounds. So the group stages are over. And now we go into the knockout rounds to see who's going to finish first, second, and third. Obviously gold, silver, and bronze. Okay. USA, USA women's women's kind of started off a little rough with Sweden, but they got it, they're getting it back together. Um on the on the other side, Japan. Uh look at Kubo. Look at Kubo out there. <laughs> so um what well, it it's 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 it, it, the, the thing I love about the Olympics is obviously cuz you but then again, Brazil with Dani Alves and Richarlison. So you might you know, I might say Brazil is like the heavy favorite to win the gold, but you know, maybe we can see Japan do something. Maybe because I I, yeah. just, I just have a soft spot for Kubo, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, so the knockout rounds for the Olympics uh, starts. Also, I know this is like we don't care about like you know these type of these constellation trophies, but hey, it's gonna it's a, it's an interesting game and it's the French trophy the champions, and that's Leo versus PSG.
0: The O versus PSG.
1: Ooh, that was gonna be a good match, I think. So let's see what the Super Team has in store on this very depleted Leo team. But not really depleted. I mean, it's still this. It, they still have like most of their players. They just don't have. Uh, they have a different manager now. So, so there's that. But maybe you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. So we'll see who who gets the first trophy in in 1. And now for MLS games, to keep an eye on. Orlando City SC versus Atlanta United. Can Atlanta United bounce back after getting rid of Gabriel Heinze? And uh, can they do it against Orlando City?
0: Ooh, hmm. That's a tough one there.
1: Um, and
0: the
1: <clears throat> other game is New York City FC versus the Columbus Crew. So I think those are going to be two really good games. Teams are, are trying to compete for a playoff position. Um, so I think those are the two games that you will probably probably be good to watch. Hopefully, Hopefully you see Joseph Martinez for Atlanta. Yeah. Those are
0: going to be two good matches right there. Hell
1: yeah. All right. right. And on the NWSL, I have the North Carolina Courage versus the Orlando Pride. So, another two of the the best teams in, in NWSL playing against each other again. And I have the Houston Dash taking on Gotham FC.
0: Oh, I actually want to see Gotham FC play just because of their name.
1: Formerly The team formerly known as Kai Blue FC are now Gotham FC. So, there is that. And for Liga MX, man, so here are the games to so watch. Puebla versus Chivas de Guadalajara and Santos Laguna versus Cruz Azul.
0: Hmm. Santos Laguna versus Cruz Azul. That was going to be pretty good.
1: Maybe we see something.
0: <laughs> Maybe we see something. All right. So,
1: those are games to look forward to this weekend. We're going to go ahead and take one more break and then we'll wrap this show up with three up, three down. Yes, sir. Hey, it's Hector. Yo,
0: this is Edward. And, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC.
1: Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingesn.com on Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We, we will see, see you there. there. back all right we're three up three down and this topic comes from spencer and the topic is things you have to tolerate to make money in the workforce
0: Ooh, that was, well i mean depending on the jobs you get but yeah
1: yeah no it, it happens <laughs> it really does so mm-hmm
0: all right. So, do you want to start with Spence?
1: Uh, Spencer hasn't sent me his three out three down. So oh, okay. So well,
0: okay. I can start. I can start with the okay. three down. All right. So, um, so three down. Number three is having to deal with the boss who thinks they know everything, and they try to tell you everything but they don't really know anything. And then you end up learning a better way and an easier way, all on your own. On how to do certain things. That's, pretty, that's a good one. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm pretty sure we've all dealt with that with a boss who basically just says what to do. And then when you ask him, well, how do you do it? Oh, um, you do this, you know, like, and then after that, oh, you do this, and you're like, uh, this isn't the full step. So something's off, something's off, And then you just go by the computer screen or whatever, and you're like, oh, this is how you do it. And you figure it out. They're like, oh, okay. See, like I told you. You're like, what? You didn't tell me shit. But, anyways, sorry. Anyways, my number two, all right. So, my number two is having to deal with Karens. (sighs) Yeah. Having to do, we all know who Karens are. So, I just having to deal with those. Just to deal with the, you know, with, with the people, uh, with those kind of people. I'm pretty sure everybody's dealt with it, especially if you work retail, um, customer service stuff like that. Um, sometimes it's out of your control, and yet you're the one that get blamed for, gets blamed for it, even though it wasn't on you. So yeah, and then my number one, uh I want to say with the, well, I mean, it, it happens to me or even then, back when I was a game crazy and stuff. Uh, flirting with your coworker. That's kind of their something slash you have, boss. You have to tolerate. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like coworker in the sense of like my coworker. She was putting moves on me. I, you know me, I'm cool as fuck when it comes to that shit. So I just, that happened. And then, of course, when my boss found out, like, that she was being all flirty and stuff with me, he was like, oh, well, then I'll schedule y'all together. I'm like, oh, no, no, I don't want to work with this person. (laughs) I was like, damn it. I was like, no, I got to fucking work with this bitch. I was like, god damn it. But, you know. And it's like I mean, granted, it, there's other situations or that, that happened, and I was happy about that. You know, like I've had my, but when it's a coworker and you just know you don't want nothing to do with this person, they annoy the shit out of you. You and then that happens, you're just like, no. So yeah. So to reiterate, three is dealing with incompetent bosses. Number two. Karen's and number one, the flirtatious coworker slash boss. Also, I did. Yeah, I had to kind of flirt with the boss sometimes to get a day or two off during the week. <clears throat> so yeah, okay, okay. Best buy. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, you <Those> your three <laughs> Um.
1: So for me, my three down is um. I think still well, this is an obvious one. Uh, waking up, <laughs> you know the, mm. you gotta be mindful, of yeah. your time management. and something. No one like I mean. All right, so for my situation right now, I work at a uh, at at Target, um, and I honestly, honestly, I like my hours at Target, but I think in general, like especially if it's a place that you don't want. And I, this isn't about Target, but like just okay, kind of the Country Club. Like I hated having to wake up at like four in the morning so I can get to, to the golf course at six in the morning to do all this, you know, all this shit. And I'm just like, I'm dead-ass tired. And I'm like, man, I really don't want to be here. It, it also doesn't help, but you don't want to be working there. Um, but, you know, you you put up with it because, you know, that, that's your job. Kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So just just in general, just waking up, uh, especially when you have to, like, come in, like, super early. Uh, luckily, like, now that I work at Target, even though I, I do go in at six, it's not like I have to like wake up at four in the morning. Like I'll maybe wake, I'll probably wake up like at four. I still wake up like four thirty ish because you know, so I can eat breakfast, but like, you know, it's an, it's not a far drive. Like it's a, it's just literally just a quick drive. I go there and I just get my day started. And it's also really not that like, I'm grateful that I'm indoors now instead of working outside in a golf course. So, oh, yeah. so it's not as bad, you know, so that, 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 but that, yeah, but you, you, still have to tolerate waking up early because no one wants to wake up early. Um, <laughs> let me, let's be real; like, just people don't like waking up early. Um sure. people, and It was funny; is like I naturally wake up like at seven thirty. Like, if I didn't need like no alarm or anything like that, I'll naturally wake up at seven thirty. And people are like, "Why, man? Why are you up so early?" Like, I get that all the time. Anyways, uh, number two, <laughs> number two, um, dealing with customers. Specifically, the ones that make things difficult. Uh, It's it's just it's just it's just rough, you know. Sometimes, especially like the ones like and this kind of goes back to my O'Reilly days. Like the people that that think that they know they know better and they give you like some off the wall name for a part, and you're looking at them all confused. And even though like you know, I, I wasn't. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not a car expert, but that doesn't sound right. And so, if it doesn't sound right to me, like. And I think at that point because you get some fami- like you may not be familiar with like the car itself but you're f- familiar with the names and so like you know especially like even though like I only worked there for like a month like I you you eventually like deal with every part almost every part and so when they say something like off the wall you're like I, I don't think that's how it, what it's called and then they right. explain, and they explain to you the part and you're like oh you meant this and then they look at you and like no you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was like, you're "Mm." like,
0: I'm sorry, sir.
1: So, and then also the people that have like these unrealistic expectations of people that sell that that work in and selling parts. Just because you sell parts doesn't mean you know how to fix a car. (laughs) Like, it's like, I mean, it'd probably be helpful that you know how to do that, but it's not necessarily the end all be all to being a good car part salesman. Uh, so like, so that's my thing. So, like, you know, people have like these unrealistic expectations. And, um I mean I was like I just know how to find the part and give it to you <laughs> 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 like, like bro like, sir so this is a wendy's <laughs> like,
0: is, oh pretty much <laughs> just like that
1: I mean, Yeah. so number two cu- dealing with customers um and number one is just I think the 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 idea that you're work you're literally even though this isn't where you want to be but you're you're selling in some way'm not saying that this is like a negative thing I'm not saying it like that but like for me, like for me, working at Target. Even though I don't want to like spend my whole life working at Target, like I don't, I don't, I don't plan on being like a store manager at Target. Like you know, <laughs> hey Jim, just let you know, my goal isn't to be the manager of a Target. Uh, I want that to be featured on, on network on him on uh, on his sports networks Twitter right there. That <laughs> the record Show Heck, does not want to be a manager of Target. Uh,
0: but, there you go. There you go.
1: Like my goal is literally just to work. You know. At least have some steady pace so I can continue build you know building with this podcast, and this is my end goal is to like you know obviously have this podcast blow up but um exactly, so like just just the fact that like it's not where you wanna be right now, but you tolerate it because you know like the end goal is there so so for my for my three down is waking up um dealing with customers, and knowing that this isn't where you necessarily wanna be. Yep. There you go. You really don't to, see really it. Wish, I really wish Spencer would have sent it because I know he works at Amazon. <laughs> and like I've worked knowing, you know, obviously, because my brother works at Amazon too. And so he tells me some stuff. And so I was wondering to see how similar uh Spencer and, and my and, and my brother's stuff was. Oh, so I mean especially because you know South Park made an Amazon episode, right?
0: Yeah, uh, is it recent or was it a while back? I think it was a while. No, was it recent? I don't know, but Horace the hell,
1: like he he couldn't stop laughing.
0: Man, they must have they must have done a hell of a good job. <laughs> couldn't stop laughing that. They did. A, you know that what
1: was that YouTube channel the the react the people that react to stuff. Like normally it's like kids watching like bands from like the nineties or something like that. But like I think they had like they actually had like Amazon former former and current Amazon employees. Uh, Watched that episode of South Park, and they oh, were wow. they were laughing. They were like, "Oh my god, this is so accurate!" Um, and then they made they were laughing because they re- they made Jeff Bezos look like alien. Um, and, uh, can we just vote, mention that Jeff Bezos like flew up in a penis shaped uh, rocket? Uh, <coughs> like, I just want to. I mean, I know this has nothing to do with the 303 now, but can we just state that that like Jeff Bezos like flew up in a penis shaped rocket and no one like. Even I don't. I feel like no one bothered to mention
0: that. Damn, no. I damn. That's all I could say. Damn. Like
1: the engineer that had to see this schematic. Like this, this how he wants this ship, to, this rocket ship, to be built, and, and he wasn't like, hey, you, "You sure you want to do this?" This is just, it, It's like that guy in uh, How I Met Your Mother, the guy that that makes buildings that look like penises. Like no one wanted to uh- that.
0: I'm trying to remember.
1: Brian Cranston played him.
0: And How I Met Your Mother?
1: Yeah. Remember, like, oh. Ted worked for uh, for a firm? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and like, that's he, right. his building was, like, literally, like, it was a penis. Yeah, he's like, that's a penis. And then he's like, what? That's, that's a penis. Yeah, so anyways, but yeah. So, but anyway, Jeff Bezos has a penis-shaped ro- rocket. That's all you had to know. But, <laughs> but yeah, so ever three up. All right, so my three up is number three. Um,
0: now to re- reiterate, with our uh, go-to here, see things you have to tolerate to make money in the workboard. Number three, I guess. It, uh, number three is the environment itself. Cause for one, like the environment itself affects you. It's like a double edged sword. It's, it's fun at times, but then also, you know, it's bad at times, but I, I I like to think that, you know, we can all use the good time and, you know, as, you know, uh, like for example, I mean, I've had crappy jobs, good jobs, everything, all kinds of stuff, but you know, I can't really bad mouth, all of my jobs the only one i can re- well no i mean the only one i can really badmouth is when i started working for an ice cream shop i'm not gonna throw out no names but and it, it was just a horrible week for me yeah i only worked there for a week because of the person the manager basically i just didn't like it at all but other than that all my jobs have had their ups and downs and they, like i said it's always the environment that help me go keep going and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I was, was going to say number three is, you know, the workforce environment. Number two is the people, you know, the people you work with. Um, cause I, I think that's basically, I want to say, uh, that's basically what keeps you around is the people cause you, you work with nothing but complete assholes and they just don't respect you. They don't, value you as a co-worker or even as a as a person then yeah you're you might as well just leave because i mean th- that's the point like some of some of my closest friends are actually from work um and then i still keep in touch with most of my other co-workers that i used to work with and i mean we're cool you know like we're 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 good people we're good friends and I mean, that, it's some, some, sometimes even now, you know, my boss will ask me, like, how's everything going? How's my family doing? My kids and stuff like that. And so, you know, that's something I do take into appreciation. So that's probably one of the reasons why I still haven't left, even though I'm all tired from work. But number two is the people. And then number one is, of course, you know, the money. Show me the money. You know, I mean, uh, that's the only reason why, you know, you yeah. tend to... Things you have to tolerate it. You know, the money is the reason why I'm still there too. So, somebody wants to offer me double what I'm making, let's talk. No, I'm just kidding. Please don't fire me. Ah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, all right. So, to reiterate, number three, the environment itself, number two, the people, and number one is the money. Okay. So, uh, for me, uh, number
1: three, I, I would say management. Um, usually like if the management's good, I-, I usually don't mind working. Uh, like I, I can put up and work a little bit more if, the- if I have like a good leadership. Um, there's times where, uh, I've had like really poor leadership and, and, you know, like sometimes attitudes, like a direct reflection of leadership, even though some people don't like that, that quote, but it's, it's, it's true. Like if your leadership sucks you're not gonna it's not like you're gonna put out a very valiant effort you know what I mean um sometimes you wanna you want work hard for people that, that work hard for you you know and that's uh, I think that's one thing for sure that I will take away from target I feel like I have like a really good boss um great dude and everything like that Country club I can say a lot of things about that guy <laughs> but I, I will right now um uh, number so number number three management number two. Yeah, the people you work with. I mean, you know, that's that that's definitely a big factor to why you 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 either try to stay around with a job. It's just, you know, the people you work with, you you build a good uh, relationship with them. And and sometimes that's, that that actually helps you stay long enough cuz, you know, maybe you maybe you don't hang out outside of work with them, but you know, they're definitely one of the reasons why your job is not as bad. And I mean, you know, they're dealing with the same thing you're you're so you kind of both you kind of you kind, of, kind of all embrace the suck at the same time you know, so you kind of just put up with it together. So at least, you know, you're not alone. So, so yeah, for sure. No, number two is the people you work with. And and, I mean, number one is just, it's the means, it's a means to an end. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it, uh, it it, it all accounts for something. You know, the, the reason why you work at a certain job is probably because like the pay is there. There's, you're getting your hours. So you're, you're, you're able to pay off your bills, um, and all that. And at least for my case, like it's, at least something that holds me for the meantime till hopefully my my goals end up uh, you know happening, which obviously is that this podcast ends up blowing up. You know what I mean? Um, which I mean, you know, from as hard as we've been working, I think that it's it's gonna happen. So that's that's also a thing that you can tolerate with the, you know from working. It's just hey, you know, it, eventually it's gonna lead up to something, and if you stay patient, and for the meantime, it's it's, it's not bad. So, and I think that's definitely how I feel at Target, like. I love working. I actually do love working at Target. I don't know why it sounds weird to say that. Like I actually do enjoy working at Target. Um, I like the environment. The people are great. Like I said, I have a great boss. Um, and, and like I think it's also because I know that this isn't like this isn't gonna be me forever. Um, but I'm enjoying where I am for right now.
2: Okay. All yeah,
0: right.
1: So Target, if you guys want to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people you like go to, if you like to go to a store thinking that you're going to go in there to only buy one thing and come out with like a 100 items Target is your place <laughs> there you there's go lots, there's a lot of truth behind that <laughs> somebody's looking for a raise yeah Target. I, actually I think we are supposed to be getting a raise anyways <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so that's the show thanks for listening I want to give a shout out to the Unhinged Sports Network. Once again, you can follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Obviously, we are in the playoffs for podcasts of the year. So if you guys want to help us win podcasts the year, all you really need to do is just listen to Instagram FC on UnhingedSN.com whenever we're there. And obviously, when we're live for our premieres, which are Fridays at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. So make sure you guys check us out there before you fi- you know you find us on Spotify and Pandora and all that good stuff so you can help us win Podcasts of the Year. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company A&G Graphics for the creation of the Instagram FC logo. We say this all the time. We love the logo and we love Alejandra. You can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, that's at a.g.graphics with an X. Follow her and uh, get a logo done for yourself. And shout out to our guy, our everything. Roosevelt Spencer, the producer of the show, he's the guy that makes the beats for the intro and outro, and he's the guy that does all the stuff that we can't thank him more than enough for because he's he's just he's our MVP, he's our GOAT. So, who we think is better than Messi? Spencer. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, it's at that guy dope. If you guys want a beat done, maybe for your show, maybe for your your YouTube channel, maybe for your podcast, or maybe you're an upcoming rapper and you want you want somebody to make some beats for you. Spencer once again on at Instagram at that guy dope. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh thanks for listening to episode forty-seven and catch us next week for episode forty-eight.
0: All right. Yes, sir. Take care, guys.